Today I rise in support of the brave Iranian protesters who are fighting against barbaric forces of immorality. During his 1967 inaugural address as governor of California, Ronald Reagan said that freedom is fragile, is a fragile thing, and it is never more than one generation away from extinction. Iranian protesters have based this revolution on three principles, women, life, and freedom, all of which America, America has rightfully championed. With a considerable population of Iranian Americans in New York's third congressional district, let America serve as a democratic beacon of light for the Iranian men and women who are fighting abroad. And with those remarks, on January 25th, 2023, Representative George Santos, freshman Republican from New York, addressed the U.S. House for the first time. And he hasn't stopped. He's addressed the House many more times since. No doubt you're aware of all the controversy surrounding Representative Santos, and you likely know that despite many calls for his departure from Congress, he's still there, and Republican leaders with a slim majority don't seem eager to get rid of him and potentially lose his seat. But do you know what he's been saying in Congress? In this episode of C-SPAN's Podcast Weekly, we find out. We dive into Representative Santos's House floor speeches and hear what he's been talking about during these early weeks of his young congressional career. You might know a lot of things about George Santos, but did you know this? George Santos leads all freshman members of Congress in one category, giving one-minute speeches on the House floor. Looking at stats compiled by the C-SPAN video library, we learned that Congressman Santos is tops among all House freshmen addressing colleagues. As of April 4th, Representative Santos has given 17 one-minute speeches. Those 17 speeches are the most of any of the nearly 80 freshmen in the 118th Congress, and it puts him numerically in second place behind three veteran members of Congress tied for first with 19 one-minute speeches. No wonder, on March 1st, New York Times reporter Grace Ashford noted this about Congressman George Santos. His work in the House so far has been largely limited to saber-rattling on Twitter and delivering speeches before a mostly empty House chamber on topics ranging from Iran to Holocaust Remembrance Day. Let's hear clips from those speeches. Of course, all the clips are from floor remarks. That's because currently, Congressman Santos is not a member of any committee. But on February 2nd, he cheered the removal of another member of Congress from a committee. Mr. Speaker, today I rise to congratulate my colleagues on voting to remove Representative Ilhan Omar from the Foreign Affairs Committee. The passage of H.R. 76 sends a strong message that we support Israel and the Jewish community. I urge the 118th Congress to now stand together, proudly upholding every single American, no matter race, pedigree, religion, nor creed, as any less American than their neighbor that Jewish Americans are patriotic Americans, and that we all have a role in fighting bigotry and anti-Semitism in our country. We must make sure that the House of Representatives reflects such principles as a united body. On January 31st, Congressman Santos gave this floor speech honoring first responders while wearing a lapel pin in the shape of an AR-15 rifle. I rise today to honor the brave men and women of the Nassau County Police Department. Last week, the Nassau PD arrested eight men in New York's 3rd Congressional District who are said to be part of an organized theft group from South America. While I am grateful to their ongoing commitment to preventing these acts of violence, but for suburban New Yorkers in New York's 3rd Congressional District, we are seeing a major uptick in crime. In Nassau County alone, a reported 7,394 crimes have been recorded in 2022. This includes grand larceny, burglaries, and vehicle theft. 
On February 6th, Representative Santos stood alongside a picture of another first responder, his guest for the next day's State of the Union address. Madam Speaker, today I rise to honor a former volunteer fighter, fire, firefighter who was at Ground Zero on 9-11, Michael Weinstock. He was an assistant district attorney in Brooklyn Special Victims Bureau and a volunteer firefighter and an EMT. On the morning of 9-11, Michael witnessed the black smoke billowing out of the World Trade Center and without thought, he voluntarily rode with, his, with first responders to help in any way he could. Michael had been unloading medical equipment out of an ambulance when the South Tower crumbled and nearly crushed Michael to death. Today, Michael suffers from a painful and incurable disease, neuropathy. Michael has been a strong advocate for neuropathy to be covered by the World Trade Center Health Program. The day after President Biden delivered his State of the Union address, Congressman Santos offered his reaction with another focus on foreign policy. Another time that President Biden failed to address was the catastrophic withdrawal from Afghanistan. As a result, 13 brave service members lost their lives and the Taliban have now taken back control of Afghanistan. From Afghanistan to Iran, here's George Santos on March 1st. We have faced decades-long failed attempts to negotiate directly with the Islamic Republic. If there is no one thing that has come, become crystal clear is that resuscitating the nuclear deal no longer offers a realistic pathway for mitigating the threats posed by Tehran. We need to stop virtue signaling and soft peddling with flimsy symbolic support. I call on the Biden administration to publicly disavow the, the prospect of a new nuclear deal with Iran. In one speech, he discussed one of his staffers. The context? The Holocaust. Today I rise to acknowledge that the 27th of January marks the anniversary of the Auschwitz concentration camp being liberated by the Red Army in 1945. Let this day serve as a reminder that we must honor the victims and survivors. We must also pay tribute to the liberators who rescued millions of people who nearly fell victim to the Holocaust. In fact, I would like to take a moment to acknowledge the grandmother of one of my DC staffers who is a 93-year-old survivor of Auschwitz and is also one of the few survivors of her family who was tragically lost at the hands of Nazi murderers. Anti-Semitism is a plague in this nation and it is undoubtedly up to us to ensure this kind of tragedy is never to be seen again. The day before, on January 26th, the topic was gas prices they can no longer afford the inefficient and opaque decisions making on the, of our energy policy and strategic reserve by bureaucrats who don't know what it means to be unable to fill up their gas tanks, balance a monthly food budget, or sacrificing the miles they drive in search of baby formula for their children. On behalf of the constituents of New York's 3rd Congressional District, I urge my colleagues to join me to aggressively demand common sense energy policies to encourage due diligence and transparency from the decision makers and to shore up our strategic reserves for the sake of our precious national security. Yet another mention of his district on March 8th. I rise today for International Women's Day to acknowledge women in small business from New York's 3rd Congressional District. Pam Ocasio from Pam's Jams with a Z is a mom with a talent for curating unique homemade jams and marmalades from local ingredients. She is always at the local farmer's markets in Oyster Bay with a smiling face and a can-do attitude. Finally, March 23rd, debate over the Parents' Bill of Rights Act. Congressman George Santos stood alongside a chart showing the cover of the book, Gender Queer. My colleagues on the other side of the aisle are begging for a compromise, asking for our trust. We trusted that our children would be safeguarded from lewd content such as this book. 
I can't quote a page nor show a page from this book because it's against decorum for this body. Why is this appropriate in our schools? Of course, the George Santos story isn't merely about his floor speeches and New York's 3rd Congressional District. There's also the looming controversies surrounding the congressman, many of them, plus an investigation by the House Ethics Committee. Here's fellow freshman from New York, Daniel Goldman, a Democrat, on the Capitol steps February 9th. He should have resigned. He should not be a member of Congress. And we are left with no choice but to put a resolution on the House floor to expel him from Congress. He defrauded his voters. He defrauded the state of New York. And here's another freshman. Earlier, we heard Congressman Santos congratulate his colleagues on voting to remove Democratic Representative Ilhan Omar from the Foreign Affairs Committee. Freshman Congresswoman Jasmine Crockett Democrat from Texas, voted against removal. In Congresswoman Crockett's February 2nd floor remarks in support of Representative Omar, she took aim at Congressman Santos. She didn't mention him by name. She didn't have to. I rise today to oppose the removal of Congresswoman Omar from the Foreign Affairs Committee, and I begin by asking what is the crime? You see, this is a question that many in this country have been asking over the last week. What is the crime? Now, many were referring to Tyree Nichols, but I'm asking this question as it relates to Congresswoman Omar. Was her so-called crime allegedly committing fraud in Brazil? Was her so-called crime allegedly breaking campaign finance laws during her election to Congress? Was her so-called crime stealing from a roommate? Was her so-called crime defrauding and outright lying to her constituents? No, none of the above. But these are crimes that my colleagues on the other side of the aisle have no qualm in countenancing when it is politically expedient. So I ask again, what is the crime? Other congressional colleagues have made jokes about Congressman George Santos. Here's fellow Republican House member Nancy Mace of South Carolina. I mean, really, like who lies about being a, about playing college volleyball? Like who does that? If you're gonna lie, at least make it about something big. Like you actually won the 2020 presidential election. Congresswoman Mace was addressing the Washington Press Club Foundation Congressional Dinner on February 8th. Also speaking, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Now it's no secret that Hakeem made history this year as the first African-American congressional leader in history. And I speak for all New Yorkers when I say how proud we are of him. Well, you know, I made some history, too. I'm the first Jewish majority leader. But I am not just Jew-ish. Like some other New Yorkers in Congress. I'm Jewish. I'm the real thing, baby. Baruch Hashem. You heard Senator Schumer say, Baruch Hashem, that's Hebrew for blessed be God, which leads to our bonus clip. Before George Santos was sworn in, he addressed the Republican Jewish Coalition meeting in Las Vegas on November 19th, 2022. He opened with Hebrew. Oh, good morning. Shabbat Shalom to everybody. Um, and thank you for, for being here. Thank you for having me. My name is George Santos. I'm a first-generation-born American, like many in our, our great nation. My parents came to this country in search of the American dream. Today, I live that American dream. You heard George Santos say shalom. 
Hebrew for peace, hello, and goodbye, which is our cue to say shalom, goodbye, to this episode of C-SPAN's The Weekly. A reminder, you can do your own searches in the C-SPAN video library. Just go to cspan.org and use the search bar on top. You can search floor speeches given by all members of Congress, including the nearly 80 other brand new House members, just like George Santos. Thanks for listening and happy searching.